Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday. I'm here with my two lovely ladies, the sharp edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How are you girls doing? Doing all right. Doing good. Keeping busy. Very busy. That's Very. good to hear. Um, I have to mention this before we start because I have got a couple of messages from a few friends that listen to the podcast and they're like, speaker, you're not, uh, you're not as energetic or as focused as you normally have been. And this is true. I have been going through a few things in my life from my family to personal situations that have kind of really put me out of the game mentally. Uh, the girls know this and I feel really, really bad because they have been doing a lot of work here and I've just kind of just been editing. Uh, but one thing I don't want to do is bring this podcast down. So that's why I generally just let them talk at the moment and let them do their things. Uh, depending on how it goes, because we, I don't know what, what a lot of things are up in the air with my health at the moment. Hopefully next week I can kind of get on top of it and I can be back uh, into the rhythm that I normally in. And the dynamic that we're all, you know, that we normally have because I do miss that. But at the moment, just my personal life comes first. So I do apologize that I have been a little bit introverted in our podcasts, but there is a reason for it. And hopefully next week, uh, everything will be back to normal. So I just wanted to let you know that because I have got a lot of messages from people wondering kind of where I'm at. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I had to throw that down. But now let's get into what uh, we're going to talk about today. Corey's been working really hard on a couple of articles, one about big tech censorship, and the other one is uh, sort of like a Biden roadmap. Is that correct? It's, uh, yeah, well, yeah, just an avalanche of scandals. Okay. And, and they have a big it, bombshell coming Friday or Saturday as well. Yeah, she's been working pretty hard, a lot of pages. <laughs> and yes. uh, Edge is going to get into, or we're just going to talk a little bit about Amy Coney Barrett, confirmed, which is great. Uh, a, a big tech Senate hearing, Keith Rainier. Uh What else have you got, Edge? Lots oh. of stuff on Biden, of course. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about the Biden bombshells and stuff. And uh, voter fraud and all that good stuff. Yep, right. yep. Let's roll into it, ladies. Corey, why well, don't you talk about some of these articles this week? Okay, so last week I was saying in the podcast how I was working on putting together um, an article with a list of everyone's favorites who have recently been censored and booted from YouTube because there were a lot. There were like over 40 people, some with huge accounts. So, um, I had ended up publishing that either Friday or Saturday last week. So that is on my site. If you guys are looking for where to find your favorites, um, I have that in there. Now, also in that article, I had mentioned that they were working together on filing like a class action suit, you know, against uh, Google YouTube. So this week, James put together a brilliant article called uh, When Big Government Gets Into Bed With Big Tech. You know, I, I asked him if he could uh, look into, because I was started looking into some of the government contracts with Google, and I'm like, just how in bed are they? And uh, found some interesting things. So, so I asked him if, if he wouldn't mind kind of digging into that a little further. And of course, he did a brilliant job, as he always does, and kind of summarizes a, a conglomerate of things, kicking off with the lawsuit that they filed um and and by they there's a bunch of them we've got you know sgt report x22 report space shot 76 true reporting red pill 78 edge of wonder praying medic amazing poly woke societies on and on so there's a bunch of them um and they uh just filed and they already have a hearing this coming monday monday right november 2nd at 9 a.m pacific time and i have a link in here um, to both the lawsuit, the press release, and the Zoom link, because people are allowed to link in and listen in on the hearing. By federal law, you are not allowed to record. So I have the um, links in here to that. If anyone wants to go in and listen to this, um, I encourage you to do that. 
And then he also included in here, you know, the recent Project Veritas exposed um, attempts by Google to affect the election with its algorithms. And they're talking about how when you search Joe Biden, everything that comes up is positive and how they're controlling ads by, you know, giving out free ads to the Democrats and stuff like that. So, so that's all linked in here as well. And, um, and then of course gets into some of the government contracts going on because my concern is they're really, have you guys seen the new site? It's, it's called quantum. I believe it's quantum.gov. Yeah, not extensively, but I've heard about it. And I remember when that news broke about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I started poking around in there a week or two ago. And I'm like, you know, James, you got Google. They're collaborating with like universities, with NASA, with military, with all these groups. And there's a three-way agreement between Google, NASA, and USRA, which USRA is a huge group of our universities. And it's related to the D-Wave machine hosted at NASA. So there's a lot more detail in here about it. I encourage people to read this. Um, they're talking about supercomputers and quantum supremacy and all this good stuff. And so you just, you know, you look at that and you go, well, hmm, the government's pretty in bed with Google, as, as we know. And there's been a lot of contracts that have kind of flown under the radar, you know, where you don't hear much about them. And there's links to some of those as well. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with this whole section 230 because they're, they're you know, the Supreme Court is going to hear a challenge to section 230 and, and look into potentially reforming it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know about repealing it, but so we've got, you know, and then there's an antitrust lawsuit. So there's a lot of things going on right now with all of this. And then of course the hearings. Did you get a, did you guys get a chance to watch the big tech hearings? I watched most of it. Good. Yeah. Tell us about it cuz I did not have a chance. <laughs> well, you know, all the big the three big players were there, you know, we had Zuckerberg, Dorsey, and Bakai. They were there. Um One they gave, looking like a homeless crack addict. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's not looking great at all. <laughs> But uh, they gave the usual answers you would expect when they were asked about the blatant censorship of conservatives and of this Biden story in order to sway the election. And they all said that, you know, they're working for transparency. They don't censor. They take down things that violate their policy equally and fairly on both sides, yada, yada, yada. But there were some, some interesting moments, some good moments, I would say, Ted Cruz and Senator Ron Johnson both had some good moments where they laid out pretty clearly that they're not adhering to their policy, their user policy, uh, in a fair and equal way, and that it is very, very one-sided. Uh, so the bottom line on this is that, you know, really, I think the hearing didn't do much uh, because it was just a lot of denial on their end that there was any wrongdoing or there's any censorship or any a uh, one-sided aspect of this. Uh, but, and people are really just sick of hearings in general. They want to see action. They want to see Section 230 revised or repealed. They want to see big tech broken up um, because they've become too powerful. Um, these these giants, they are able to control elections. They are subverting our democracy. Um, they are a threat to, to our democracy, to our free speech, and to our elections. So, and Senate hearings are not going to solve that problem. They're, they're capable of controlling the ethos of what we are, the public consciousness. They have extremely a large amount of power, and they can't be allowed to hold that. And, you know, it's something, you know, I, I, I generally like and let, public companies do what they want or private companies do what they want but when it comes to this and when they're getting uh certain benefits and stuff from the government that's uh they have to be put in check and it's just been going on for way too long now and people are absolutely sick of it you know and just a couple other examples so like this happened to you guys in addition to just 
blatantly removing people's channels that, you know, have half a million followers. They're also censoring certain videos. And like you guys got one. Was it, was it the one on Peter Nygaard? We got two. I didn't tell you. Oh, you about got the two? Sec- I didn't tell you about the second one. The first one was on Peter Nygaard. And the second one was the uh, Live to Inspire video that you, that you wrote. Wait, didn't we get three though? Because like, okay, one, no, we, the first one got, was your... And that was, that was uh, Wait, what was the second okay. one? The Live to Inspire, the, the, the motivation thing that you wrote. Why the heck would they censor that? Because we don't, uh, we don't <laughs> want to motivate exactly. anyone. Exactly, right? For, wow. deceptive, for deceptive practices and scams. Wow, that's crazy. I, I mean, that's, I yeah, you know, it's, it, we know they're going to cover up pedophile related stuff. So that explains the Peter Nygaard, but to cover up something where it's just inspirational, motivational. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Nygaard one oh. we got hit for, what was it for uh, targeted, targeted harassment. harassment. Oh my <laughs> God. And, wow. and, and my, um, my drug addiction one got taken down. What? So, yeah, we got to strike yeah. for that too. You know, and what's crazy is the Peter Nygaard one, it's not like you're sitting there um, where it's all this hogwash and opinion, you know. It's, right. It's literally facts of a case that was taking place. Exactly. Unbelievable. Exactly. <laughs> and then we have the, the, you know, the frontline doctors, actual medical doctors, being censored and videos taken down about COVID and treatment and their findings. But, but we're going to push Bill Gates, who is neither a doctor or a scientist, we're going to push his word out to the masses. It's unbelievable. And everyone exactly. knows it. Everyone sees it. People on the left, people on the right, they all know it. I'm sure some I, people on the left are thrilled about it, but there, was, a, there was an interesting statistic that came out the other day. I've, I've, totally lost my train of thought of where it came from but they were showing you uh youtube videos and uh what what has been trending lately and and what's going good and that there was one side column that just made me laugh it was absolutely hysterical um where they said that you know mainstream media channels are now beating uh private content creators now for news and information and i was like well yeah no shit because you're purposely yeah. elevating them so that's not that, that you know you're putting them to the top of the chain when you search for news those are the first things coming up and you're doing that on purpose it's not right, like but, it's not like it's organic right but then if you take like all the alternative news sources and you start combining in fact that's even mentioned in their lawsuit um i don't have that pulled up in front of me but where some of these top channels, you combine their views of their reports and it exceeds your major news sources. So that's saying something. People are paying attention. Unless you start taking those channels off. Like exactly. X- X-22. <laughs> X-22 is a great example. You know, I had a million followers. <laughs> the fact is we're all on the chopping block, you know, and... Oh, yeah. I don't have, I only have about 38,000 YouTube followers because most of the work I do, you know, outside of our um, podcast, I will do occasional videos, but most of the work I do is written reports. So, so I'm still up there for now, but I have no doubt I'm on the chopping block. Yeah, as are we. And yeah, that's yeah. why, you know, we, we, what are we grounded for like a week or something? Speaking no. of we're, we're in YouTube jail for a week. No. You know the worst thing about yeah, you know the worst thing about it though is they don't let you do anything in this time frame, right? So I can't even like write a message out to our followers saying, "Hey, you know we've been restricted, whatever reason, uh, come follow us here or somewhere else." I can't even like talk to my followers there. Wow, the worst yeah. thing about it, right? But the, here's here's the silver lining though. So this week we're going to uh, publish on an a bit shoot exclusive. And this Ooh. is going to be on on the Bidens and all of these bombshells dropping daily. And guess what? We wouldn't have been able to publish that on YouTube anyways. So Bitch oh, yeah. gets all the goodies. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. And we just went loose on that. Hate speech, everything, F this, F that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're to- totally free where we went on that. So enjoy yeah. that. We- it's <laughs> no, good. No, well, it wasn't that bad. But uh, we did... It did feel very carefree to just not really care. 
And we'll, yeah, we'll, you know, no one wants to walk on eggshells. I hate that crap. Yeah. Yep. We were able to talk about all those things we never would have been able to talk about on YouTube. So right. Like, like our podcast last week, it took me twice as long to write up the, the description and the headline and the links and the tags. Like I didn't even include the word Biden in the, in the headline. I did the big guy and I made sure Biden and Hunter and like, none of that was even mentioned in there because they're going to flag you and then they're going to remove you. So we have to get really creative with this stuff. It's, it's insane. It is. It is. And Jack Dorsey was trying to say at that Senate hearing that, uh, cause, cause Cruz asked him straight up, you know, do, does Twitter have the ability to sway an election? And he said, no. And then Ron Johnson just went after him hard on that like you don't think you have the ability to sway an election are you kidding me are you right. kidding me right. and then he just kind of laid it out for him like really and uh so these people absolutely are trying to sway an election and absolutely do have the ability to do that with the power that they have which really it, it it's it's subverting our democracy look if there's one thing people should have learned throughout this whole covid process is these people have the ability to control a narrative through not just through the news sources, but through all the social media sources, assisting them with all of it. And think of all the emails you got, you know, like every single email we're, we're doing this for COVID and we're going to donate this. And now we're, we're supporting BLM and, and it just never stops. And you get the ad pop-ups and, you know, technology, big tech. They're in there everywhere trying to get inside your head. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> so, so Rainier, I didn't, I didn't follow that, but I saw he had his uh, sentencing. What did he get? Yeah. Well, he was up for possibly life. He didn't get life. He got 120 years. <laughs> I love it. And this is, we're talking about so. Keith Rainier from the Nixium sex cult and blackmail mm -hmm. cult. Yep. He did do an interview just prior to his sentencing, which was a little interesting. He uh, still says that he's, you know, not guilty and, oh and thinks that, you know, the, the justice system is so unfair mm -hmm. and that, you know, that, that he got an unfair trial but uh but he did give a half-hearted apology so there's that um <laughs> i'm sure that the the victims uh do, do not feel one bit better because of it um but yeah so he did get 120 years i'll take it i'll take it I'm, yeah I'm, I'm happy to see that so um you know a, a victory <laughs> I'll, I'll put that chalk that up to to a victory so yeah I think Wait. so. I think so. So, and Ronchman, she got her uh, sentencing just a few weeks back, which I think was a little over six years, correct? Yeah, yeah. And a $500,000 fine, I, I believe, just going off memory. So, so now I wonder so now will they move him? Because he's at the Metropolitan uh, in New York there, which is where Maxwell is and where Bronfman also is. Good question. I'm not sure, actually. I haven't seen that reported yet. So, hmm. Speaking of Maxwell, I still have, of the 465-page deposition, I still have 75 pages left to go, only because I kept getting you know, sidetracked with other articles and reports I've been working on. So to me, it's not as time-sensitive as all this Biden stuff. So I do intend on finishing that and writing up my little summary, but that's a little on the back burner right now. So many things dropping. So <laughs> little time to come. And, and ACB confirmed oh, on Hillary's birthday. You gotta love it. Oh, on Hillary's birthday, wasn't that so beautiful? Oh, it poetic was. justice, poetic justice, and I just loved it. How everybody is just like dropping that under, you know, the her, you know, in the comments. Happy birthday, Hillary! <laughs> you see the Girl Scouts uh, sent out a tweet the other day. Saying congratulations to Amy Coney Barrett for being the fifth female justice on the court, and then they got attacked like crazy, and they took it down. Mm, no, yeah, I, didn't see I that. saw that. They should not have taken it down. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. You no. need to stick to your guns. Like once these, 
these people are like vultures. Yeah. Once, once, once they find an in, right, and once they can make you do something, you're yep. always going to be bending over for them. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, with all of this Hunter Biden stuff that's been going on, it's really funny how this confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett, which is a historic event, I mean, mm -hmm. huge, huge, massive event, has really taken a back seat, but it is huge. And, you know, now we have a constitutional originalist on the Supreme Court that is going to adhere to the Constitution. Thank yep. God. That's three picks now for Trump. Yeah. Amazing. So good. I don't and think for, that's ever happened before, has it? I don't know. Well, wow, we're going to have to look back and I'd see. To, yeah, I'd have to look back and see, but three and during one 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 term i don't know yeah it's pretty massive and amazing yeah this appointment couldn't have come at a better time i mean we have with this election you know the mail-in ballots the attempts by the democrats to steal this election there is a major potential of this issue coming up in the supreme court and it's hugely important that we had that seat filled and that we have you know someone that is going to adhere to the constitution filling that seat uh and we have some other really important cases coming up too, Obamacare. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so good, good, good. So, so voter fraud. <clears throat> one thing I want to say that, that no one seems to be pointing out is we see this like almost every couple of days you get a new story. There were 50 ballots found over here, a thousand ballots here, and we busted them here and we busted this over here. And, and so everyone's panicked and everyone's like, we're going to lose because of all the voter fraud going on and the election fraud. And, and you know what? I don't feel it. I feel nothing but a red wave coming through, nothing but a sense of calm. And the, the point is all of these stories are dropping because all of these people are being caught. So this stuff's been going on for decades. I mean, don't kid yourself. So the fact that all these stories are coming out means we have all these eyes on that are busting all these people. And yeah. that's key. It's huge. It's huge. People are hyper aware of the potential for fraud and the fraud that is actually going on and have they've busted, you know, with Project Veritas doing a lot of really great work this week, busting people, exposing it. Um, but we have people going to elections, at, you know, to election sites and, and watching poll watchers, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, people are definitely paying attention more than ever to this issue, which is awesome. How do, oh, yeah. how do you feel about the election edge? Corey is very positive about it. She just sees a red wave. How are you feeling about it? I am under no delusions. I am perfectly aware of how, uh, massive the corruption is, how uh, desperate they are to try to win an election and steal an election, how much voter fraud is out there. I'm aware of all of that. However, I see the rallies. I see the impromptu car uh, caravans that are massive. The, the, the people, the masses of people showing up to Biden rallies where he has like 10 people show up, but like hundreds of Trump supporters show up. <laughs> okay. There, there's no stopping this. I mean, it is a massive red wave. And I think that even with all of the attempts to steal the election, there's yeah. no way they're going to be able to do it because of how overwhelming the support is for Trump. So yeah. I feel very, very positive about it, despite their attempts to steal the election. I, I also believe, you know, in several states, we, <clears throat> we already have an edge and um, states that they felt were going to go blue were edging up on. And here's the thing. A lot of people, probably, probably the majority of Trump voters intend on going on election day. So I think we're going to see then this sudden massive, massive, you know, climb happen then where we're already going to be leading in multiple states. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's just going to put it right over the top. 
But they're going to try to pull all the same old tricks. They're going to do the same thing. The media is going to be in on it where they're going to start calling things for Biden early to try to discourage people on the West Coast. This is an old trick they've done every single election. They're going to do that. They're going to continue with the... uh, the exit polling, false numbers, all their same old <laughs> tricks. None of it's going to work. They're still, right. even at the end of the night, they're probably not going to call it. They're going to say, oh, it's too close to call. Or they're going to say, oh, we have too many things that are too many votes that are still out, you know, because of the mail-in ballots. We, we can't call it tonight. So they're, I, I, I'm sure they're going to pull some tricks on the night of. But in the end, I think the results are going to be so overwhelming that it's, oh, yeah. but I know that their plan, their plan is to uh, litigate the heck out of this, try to get it up to the Supreme court and, you know, try to steal it that way. That is their plan. Right. Right. And you know what, there's another thing we need to talk about. So I get, this is something that I get very frustrated by because I, I don't like negative words and negative energy being pumped out there, especially when it's fear-mongering. So it's important to be aware and to be vigilant, but at the same time, pay attention to patterns and agendas and what has already transpired. And there's all these threats about how the country is going to burn to the ground and it doesn't matter whether Trump wins or Biden wins. There's going to be riots everywhere. There's going to be civil war. Da, da, da. We're going to take over the White House. And I just want people to think back over the last four years. Have there been riots in the cities? Yes. In the cities. Have they often gone out to the suburbs? No. Very, very seldom. Uh, were the bigger riots, look at Chaz, when they shut that down, have you heard anything about the people? I can't even remember his name now, but the people that were like leading the whole Chaz thing over there, they freaking vanished into thin air, right? Never to be heard from again. You've got um, Oregon will never stop. I mean, they're just, it's just ridiculous over there. You've got, um, you remember the threats of they're going to siege the White House and they're going to occupy it for 50 days. You remember all that? And it was going viral and everyone's panicking. Nothing happened. So my point is, this is all massive intimidation, massive fear tactics. They don't want you going out and voting. They, they want to scare you away from voting for Trump. They, um, and, and, and Trump has already said several times now, if things get way out of hand, he will use the Insurrection Act. And you can bet your ass after he wins this election, he will not hesitate for a second to do that. So I feel like, again, I know I'm like a broken record on this, but I still keep seeing all of this going around. Breaking news. They plan to take over the White House. That is not going to happen. That is never going to happen. <laughs> so... So be vigilant, be observant, pay attention in your surroundings. Don't go into the bigger cities where you know this crap is being pulled and ride out this storm. But to, to push this level of fear, I, I think it's causing everyone a lot more anxiety and stress over this election. You know, Everyone's panicked about election fraud and then there's going to be riots and oh my God, how are we going to get through this? And I really, I'm I'm telling you, I am calm as a cucumber right now. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty calm too, despite it all. Calm in the storm right now for me yeah. over here. But, you know, uh, I understand that they're pushing all these fear tactics. It probably would have been more effective had they not been pushing it since the beginning of 2020, basically. <laughs> so right? we're, we're battle-hardened at this point, I think. And most of us are just like, you know, been there, done that. And we're not going to live in fear for the rest of our lives. We're going to continue on with our lives. And we're not going to be afraid to get out and vote. We're not going to be afraid to get out and live our lives at this point. You know, you're not going to keep pushing these fear tactics with the COVID and with the riots on us. So that's what I think most people's heads at at this point. No, did you already vote or are you waiting for election? I did. I did. I voted early and in person. And uh, so, yeah. Me too. I was in and out in 15 minutes. It was a beautiful thing. I was really happy with the process. I didn't see anything, 
anything that looked suspicious whatsoever. It was really well handled in my area, very professional. And I feel secure about my vote counting. So I'm happy good. about it. Good. good. I, I have not voted yet. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't fly over to vote? <laughs> there, there is no polling booth in my area. Do an absentee ballot. See if you could mm. sneak one in. Mm, <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so speaker, I know you've been following, I have not had a chance to um, see everything. I've heard very little about it because I've been so involved with these articles and reports, but what is going on in France? Um, yeah, that's an interesting one that's happened today. Well, we know th about 13 weeks, I think it was about three weeks ago, sorry, not 13 weeks. Uh, about three weeks ago, there was an attack on, on a school teacher who got beheaded outside the street. No. Oh, God. Uh, they pushed this as an extremist Islamic attack, which it was. And now, just today, there has been three people, two, which I assume, uh, two which they said have uh, were decapitated, their heads removed. And wow. France has gone into a complete lockdown at the moment, which is really interesting how much they've taken this as as a, as a full-blown terror attack. Uh, they've, their alert level has gone to emergency. They've doubled the number of soldiers deployed across the country. Um, and th these three people were killed in the church as well. So we know wow. there's a war. We know there's a war on Christianity. We know there's a war on churches. Um, and this all started from the Hasbro comic that uh, depicted Muhammad in scenes that the Islamic community found uh, what's the word for it? Uh, offensive. So from that, we've we've started getting these attacks. But of course, those those sort of things are protected by law, free speech law within Europe. So it's who knows what's happening, uh, where it's going to go from here. But we, we knew this stuff was building up in Europe. This stuff's yeah, been we've building been up seeing, in Europe for years. This was we've all by design. Attacks mm. and everything going on for a long time now, and this just took it to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, go ahead. No, no, go, go. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, we, we've seen this building up for years. You know, Soros behind... Um, uh, pushing for all of these European countries to open their borders to migrants, um, importing these people without much in the way of knowing who they are, what their ideology is, if they have any, what their backgrounds are, if they have a violent or criminal background, that kind of a thing, to infiltrate these European countries, and they've succeeded. And these people don't assimilate. They could keep their own communities and their own ideologies from the places that they've come from, which in some cases, in many cases, is very extreme. So we knew this was coming and this has been going on. This is not new. It's been going on for years. This is just the latest. I'm glad to see that um, France is actually taking it seriously and not denying it the way we've seen some countries right. do in the past. And well, Europe's a real hotbed for a lot of things going on at the moment, which you know we're not going to dive right into at the moment. But there's been an ongoing war between Azerbaijan and Armenia, uh, with Azerbaijan getting uh, protection from certain countries, and we we're seeing in Lyon we're seeing Turks going after Armenians. Uh, it's 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 a little bit crazy. There's a few videos that I saw today with large packs of Turkish uh, citizens, you can say, going after and attacking Armenian citizens because of what's going on on the outside of Europe. So it's um, very crazy there at the moment. It's easy to forget what's going on there when everything's going on in the U.S., you know? Right. Mm. Uh, that's terrible. Well, our prayers are with them. Yes. Yeah, definitely. You guys so want to talk about some of the these Biden bombshells that have been dropping this week? Yes. So, so <laughs> my brain is so scrambled. 
Ah, if anyone could just see behind the scenes here over here, it's pretty crazy. So I rolled out this article, which big thanks to Edge. Everyone thank Edge because she helped me with this on um, the list of all these scandals. I'm like, oh my God, we need to organize this because there's so many drops happening simultaneously that no one can wrap their head around just how big this is. So we broke it down. You have developments in the story and investigation, the financial uh, corruption, which we're talking Ukraine, Russia, China, and Iraq, and of course, all the sex scandals. And um, so there's a lot in here. And I think one of the ones that's kind of funny, people were, were perplexed when they saw the Zuckerberg connection in I haven't even had a chance to really dive into a lot of these stories because I've been so busy trying to organize them and going through other documents. And I have this huge exclusive report coming out either um, Friday or Saturday on the Biden crime family with never before seen emails and a comprehensive roadmap to the Biden family corruption and how Biden compromised US national security. Now this is not written by me. <clears throat> This is a surprise author. So I've, I am working on light editing and major formatting, and I hope to have this out. Uh, it will definitely be out either Friday or Saturday. But what's funny about the Zuckerberg one is, because it just seems so random in there, right? He's actually involved in the 10, <clears throat> 10 Island Pilot Program, which is over 20 islands now with a lot of these people. And he's been in bed with Bill Gates for a long time on various projects. So he's, he's appeared in several of my reports. So I wasn't too surprised there, but I know, um, Edge, you kind of have your finger on the pulse on a lot of the stories in here, so. Yeah, the Zuckerberg connection's interesting. Matthew Tiermond, um, he's the one who uncovered that after sifting through the Bevan Cooney 26,000 emails. And, you know, it's just an interesting connection because it's a, it looks like another sort of pay to play Zuckerberg also capitalizing or taking advantage of the Biden connection uh, in order for a business venture to go through and going through, you know, Hunter Biden's firm, Devin Archer, all those, those uh, partners of Hunter's uh, to get it done. So, um, you know, that's just really the, the gist of that connection, but it's just, it's interesting because of the big tech censorship that we are currently under, particularly with Facebook. So, um, you know, it's no wonder that they want this story to go away because we know that there are probably more connections like this as, as the stories unfold. And this is going to take a very long time to unpack all of this, all the Bep and Cooney emails, all of the Hunter Biden laptop, and all of the, you know, even now with Bobulinski's, uh, he's submitted all of his, you know, uh, documents, documents, and, and it, it too. So, so it's going to take a very long time to get through all this, but we, we can only assume that there's going to be more connections to come like this. Um, showing why, what the personal vested interest is in these big tech companies on suppressing the story. But that's just, that's why uh, we, I felt it necessary to include that is simply to show, look, they may have a personal stake in covering up this story because they're connected in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then there's some other interesting ones in here, like the, you know, I was a little hesitant at first, but after reviewing some of it, um, Patrick Holly had done a report on Ashley's diary. And what's so bizarre about this, you know, Ashley Biden, which reveals child sex trauma and drug abuse and resentment for Joe. And it's this supposed whistleblower right, who somehow has her diary, and yet they have uh, authenticated the handwriting, and they have a recording of Ashley saying this is her diary, but, but it just, the whole thing's odd. So to me, I feel like, <laughs> is Ashley herself the whistleblower, or is her friend a whistleblower? Because how does right. someone get their hands on the diary, and why is there coincidentally a recording of her stating this, in fact, is her diary? So it's interesting. And then, of course, the laptop. I mean, come on, D. 
did he really leave his laptop at a repair shop? I know a lot of people are speculating on, on this and um, it just, you know, is it CCP setting them up, blackmailing them? Is it the kid's resentment and anger towards their father? And they're like, that's it, we're done. We're exposing this while allowing, you know, Hunter to go down at the same time. I can't see Hunter taking himself out like that, but I don't know. The whole thing is really strange. It is really strange. And we speculated on this again. Um, speaker and I just wrapped up a recording. It'll be out uh, early next week, Monday, um, on this over on BitChute. And, and I kind under of tossed mind. around ideas too. Yes, under hive mind. sorry. Uh, and I tossed around ideas too. I was kind of thinking that, look, Hunter Biden and the Biden family has taken millions, maybe billions, from really dangerous people, like mafia-style people, Ukraine, Russia, China, okay? And this was all for, for Joe Biden's influence. And that was all pending on Joe Biden becoming president. Now, if he doesn't become president, do you think that they're going to just say, eh, we don't need our right. money back? Or, you know, right. okay, a mafia doesn't play like mm -hmm. that. And they go after you, they go after your family. So if Hunter Biden ever had a clue that, you know, maybe my dad's not going to win this election, right. um, maybe I'm better, even if it's at Gitmo, under the protection of the United States government, mm -hmm. than, than at the hands of these mafia-style criminal syndicates all over the world like who are theory. coming after me for, for the money that I took from them. I like that theory, so, yep. So, you know, maybe he just, maybe he just thought this was the best way to survive, uh, even if it is it, behind bars. And uh, really, honestly, I don't give a crap about what happens to, and this is what speakers said too, you know, to Joe Biden or Hunter or whatever, because these guys are just really evil people, but they go after your family too. And these girls, obviously, based off of the pictures and, and reports that we're seeing, um, have been traumatized enough and abused enough. Um, the last thing I would want to see is these criminal organizations that the Bidens have been in bed with going after the innocent ones who right. are in the family uh, as payback. So, right. And then I think it was, uh, well, I saw the clip today. I don't know if it was from today or yesterday. Um, Biden was asked about this by a news reporter and he it's just, it's just lies. This is what Trump does. It's all just lies. And then he just starts, you know, banging on Trump and everything. And, and it's just, he's digging himself a deeper hole by not at least ad, ad, admitting a tiny bit of something, you know, he's like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really bad. And then WAPO, Washington Post comes out with a piece titled, Joe Biden loves his son. We should all be so lucky. Now, and then they have this photo that's like older of uh, Biden and, and Hunter, Joe Biden and Hunter together uh, in younger years. And all I can think is, well, first off, I can't read the article because I refuse to give them a penny, but all I can think is, wow, wow. No one, you know, they can't defend him on all this evidence coming out. So instead they're going to speak to his character and they're just making it worse. Oh, they are. I'm making that claim Ugh. because it's clear child abuse. I mean, to put his son in a position like that and then, and then knowing how deep in he is with drugs and everything. Yeah. And not only that. Him to continue to play in those very dangerous roles. I just, it's child abuse. So, so I think that was a real misstep on Washington Post part by yeah. even going there. Joe Biden and his wife and his brother love Hunter so much that they're willing to, in text messages that we now have, to mm -hmm. defend Hunter when they know Hunter has been abusing other minors in that right. family. They right. are willing to cover for Hunter and suppress that, not go to the authorities, not even defend the child. They're willing to defend Hunter. 
Right. Okay, that's how much they love him. And I'll tell you why they love him. Not because they care about Hunter, but because they care about the money train. They oh yeah, it's care. pure greed. It's disgusting. Absolutely. You know, he uses, it's like the rosary article I did. You know, he uses his deceased son to push his agenda. It's, it's, it's really sick. It's the, the, you know, and then, and I only read a few pages from Ashley's diary, but it's sad. You can see she's going through this process. She, you know, once had addictions to drugs and now she's like hypersexualized and she doesn't understand why. And she's trying to figure out child abuse or trauma and, and uh, how she felt that, you know, showers with her dad were probably inappropriate. And she's trying to make sense of everything going on. She was writing it while she was in, um, oh, she was in, um, a drug rehabilitation facility in Florida. Hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, and clearly, clearly she's not the only one who's hypersexualized and has a sex addiction. Hunter does as well. So yeah, clearly, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all really sad is what it, it is. is. This family is so screwed up, man. It's so screwed up. I can't imagine. And to, and to say, None of this is credible. It's all a smear, all Russian disinfo, or whatever. It's in their own words. <laughs> yeah, we have Hunter on audio. This just came yeah. out this week. This is huge bombs bombshell. Hunter yep. on audio confessing to doing a multi-billion-dollar business deal with who he calls the Chinese spy chief. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is freaking massive. And the Biden's in business with the Chinese spies. How is this yeah. not a national security threat? How could anybody allow Biden to be president? But but he, he needs to be behind bars. This is insane. Yeah. You know, and then also we have it's this Bobolinsky interview with Tucker Carlson, which was huge. He's got recordings as well of you know partners of hunter he's he's got testimonies documents he's got all of the supporting evidence to corroborate his claims you know that that biden was part of this part of the business dealings and not only that but they were completely aware of how criminal this was to the point where they even told tony or told bobolinsky that it, they were using quote unquote plausible deniability i mean this is unbelievable yeah and then he sent off documents to Tucker, which just last night we found at like 3.44 a.m. They traced, they traced the package to a, you know, probably a post office distribution center. And I can't remember these specifics, but I do remember 3.44 a.m. for some reason. <laughs> and, and they went through this thorough investigation and talked to all the employees there. Well, the package was ripped open and the documents were removed. But uh, Jack over at OAN has started publishing some of those documents because, of course, he has a copy and other people have copies as well. But this Good. is this is how serious, you know, and, and Bob Linsky said that he's he's not at home. He doesn't plan on being home. He's got a Navy SEAL team protecting his family right now. I know. It's crazy. It is, it is. crazy. It's getting very serious for anybody who's involved and anybody who's reporting on this, who's whistleblowing on this. I mean, the stakes are high. We're, we're talking about uh, massive criminal syndicates all over the world who have been involved with the Bidens and all of their dirty laundry is being aired out right yeah. before our eyes. And, and not only that, but we have Hollywood involved too. Because, right. All right. So we had uh, Lude Media uh, this week dropped this little, little nugget on his show. So Lude is, uh, he, he's, he has access to the laptop. He's met with, with, uh, with Giuliani and with Bannon, and he's been the one that's been dropping all of these videos that are very graphic and pictures that are very graphic, but some yeah. people really needed that proof to, to, to know. So he's the one over at GTV that's been dropping that, but he's also been talking he about got, it. He got the boot from Twitter. So he is over on parlor at, um, at L U D E. Yes, and he's on YouTube as well, uh, Lude Media. They um, they do an English translation version as well. So, I can't believe uh, YouTube hasn't booted him yet. I'm surprised too. I mean, he doesn't show any of the pictures or anything. He's just talking. And yeah. he, he'll talk about a lot of the business deals. But he did drop this nugget too, that there are pictures of Hollywood stars 
on Hunter Biden's laptop. He talks about how the Chinese were using Hunter Biden as this hub of their operations to compromise people in the United States, not just in politics, but also in Hollywood, and that there are pictures of Hollywood stars on the laptop. And then he goes on to, to just kind of explain. So, so basically now you know why, why Hollywood is so bought in and sold out to the Bidens and China because they have personal stakes in it too. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's crazy, crazy. And there's going to be a lot more dropping um, as you know, the groups of people that have their eyes on this information are connecting the dots as they're weeding through all of this and exposing more and more by the day. Mm -hmm. So, so like I said, my report will be out Friday or Saturday. I'm also working on a COVID update story I've been collecting data on for the past month. So I plan on doing um, something on that probably next week. And my God, after this election, I'm taking a week and I'm going to organize all my files on my computers and take a little time off. <laughs> we should all do that. I think the oh, speaker would agree. It's like a I marathon. I need some time. <laughs> yeah, we, we need, we all need a little break. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. But yeah, it's crazy. So we're, we're on the home stretch. We're on the home stretch, guys. <laughs> of course, this election, I'm going to lie. I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. I just want it to be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we all do. I just we want do. It to be over. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here today on Dig It with the Speaker. Myself, the Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We are on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Biden crime family. Go vote. <laughs>